When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Pro Football Playbook, presented by the Pigskin Podcast Network, your source for team news, draft needs, player profiles and rankings, full senior bowl, combine, and NFL draft coverage, news, analysis, discussion, it's in the playbook. Now, here is your host, sports journalist Bill Alfstead, and featured analyst Keith Myers. Hey, Pro Football Playbook Podcast listeners, I'm Bill Alpstead, sitting down with Keith Myers again, your host and co-host, both hosts, whatever you want to call it. We're sitting here again. We're talking uh, quarterback uh, 2022 market. So the offseason is here. Uh, Super Bowl is done. And now we're able to talk about this specific position group because it's uh, it's fairly intriguing for a lot of different teams. Keith, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm uh, ready for this. This is actually a really interesting year for for quarterbacks and quarterback movement and everything. I think that um, we may see uh, a bunch of names, uh, you know, trade places, or we may see a lot of talk and and, and very little movement. It's going to yeah. be fun either way. But yeah, I think that interesting. It, it is an interesting year. Yeah, um, <laughs> I agree. I think it's it's kind of crazy. It's like uh, the same names are coming up this season as far as being in the in the trade market. Um, there's a whole host of free agent quarterbacks, none of which anybody's really talking about or enamored with. Mm-hmm. And then we've got a draft class in 2022 that seems to be the the, the most talent poor draft class that we've had uh, for at least close to 10 years. And yeah. it all kind of comes together in this market that provides a ton of question marks for teams that actually need quarterbacks mm-hmm. this year. And we'll talk about all of it. Let's talk about. I don't know, I don't know if this is the worst quarterback class because go back to I don't know. what year? What year did Geno Smith come out? Where he yeah, that's what of, I'm talking about. Was that where, ten years ago? God, now you're making me feel old. Uh, <laughs> well, I was thinking 2013. You know, okay, where, yeah. where you had EJ Emanuel, Geno Smith, Mike Glennon. I got that. 
that, that was, was not a terrible good, group. Right? That was a terrible group. I, I would think that in the eventually it's easy to get enamored with the with the class now because you take a look at you know who's out there and these guys are you know in it right now and you just watch the senior bowl and now you're gonna have to combine. You can talk yourself in to having guys like Kenny Pickett and Matt Corral be first round picks or Malik Willis have the highest upside of any quarterback you've seen in the last whatever. Um, but the reality is, is that the the quarterbacks at the top of this class would have been, mm-hmm. you know, the sixth or seventh quarterbacks taken in the 2021 draft class. Yeah. Last and year's so that's draft what I'm class talking was, about. Last year's draft class was stacked with seemingly talent. We, uh, you know, that hasn't completely played out yet, but we'll no, give a little bit more time. But it's easy to look at the, at them in college and be like, yes, the, the, these were good prospects. Will all of them pan out? Probably not, because for various reasons, different players um, don't, you know, make it at the next level. But then you look at this year's draft class, and honestly, there's like two that I would that I would draft <laughs> with the expectation that they might start. And one of them I wouldn't start next year. He is at least a year away. Yeah. Um, well, let's and let's so, let's talk about this in in an order that makes sense let's talk about first the teams in the nfl that seem to be set at quarterback Mm -hmm. and we can go through those individually we just kind of list them out i'll go i'll just list them out and you can kind of tell me if i'm I'm on track here so the bills the patriots jets ravens Bengals, colts possibly Jaguars, Titans, Chiefs, Chargers, Cowboys, Bears, Cardinals, Rams, 49ers all seem to have quarterbacks set for this season. And quite a few of those have uh, are set up for the foreseeable future. Any of those stand out that maybe are question marks? Well, you have to look at with the Cardinals and what they what's been going on with them and Kyler Murray and Murray like removing all of his like references to the Cardinals from all of his social media and then there being leaks from the Cardinals saying he's not a good leader and he's a finger pointer. He's kind it, of pouty is what it, he is. It kind of feels like they're headed towards a divorce if not this year the next year. Um Wow. I'm just and, Yeah, wow, right? It, I mean, can they fix it? Sure, but it feels that way. Um, the other team, I think they can fix it. The they have they, a lot of motivation to fix that. Yeah, but they don't have, why would, where's the motivation for them to leak out that he's, <clears throat> you know, pouty and a finger pointer and, and not a good leader? Like, why well, would you leak that? Yeah, that really depends on where that's actually coming from. Um, and then the other team is the Colts, because how can you look at what happened this mm. year, especially at the in the last game of the year when, a win and you're in, in the playoffs mm, against the mm. worst team in the NFL and you your quarterback lays that egg and keeps you out of the playoffs. The Colts they, are the best, have the best roster with the, the most question mark out of this set team list I, that I just mentioned that, that have the largest question mark to me mm-hmm. as far as, and, and you've heard chatter just this week. We heard about um, Pittsburgh being a desperate team. We'll talk about those guys in a, in a little bit. Yep. Um, being in the works, in discussions, deep in discussions about acquiring Carson Wentz. Yeah. I don't know about that particular move. I don't think Pittsburgh fans are going to be happy about that, but that's where they're at in discussions. Yeah. And I think the Colts, when you're into this deal, maybe trying to get out of it at this point. 
Yeah, I wouldn't put the Colts in in the, the set the team Colts, at all. But the Colts would then have problems. Yeah, and and but the thing is, they they believe they have problems now. So <laughs> right, uh, I mean, and they want to, they would want to try to get out of that contract. To get out of that possibly, contract, and get maybe a draft, pick up a draft pick, get a draft pick for him, get out from underneath that contract, and get yourself in a position um, to bring in a quarterback. Um, and we'll talk about you know those that are available. Because you don't have to be a great quarterback to lead that team to the playoffs right now. You just can't be awful. And Carson Wentz. But that that roster, I'm telling you, if you could somehow get a veteran guy in there, I think that they would be better. They would be better off. They they would possibly move into, if they got rid of Wentz, they might be back right back into a trade market type team. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Let's talk about those are the two teams I wouldn't put as set. Um, the Cardinals, you'd want them to be because of where they're at. Um, okay. You know, but they, I, things are weird there. So so let's talk about the question mark team. So we'll add the Cardinals and the Colts to the question mark teams. I've got the mm-hmm. Dolphins. It sounds like they're going to go with Tua, but not sure. Raiders, mm-hmm. Eagles, and Packers. Now, each one of those teams has quarterbacks. Each one of those teams has a quarterback on the roster that seemingly could win for them, but each has question marks um, yeah. to just because of the coaching change Raiders. They just don't know about car long-term. Um, this would be the the year possibly to kind of move on from that and, and look in a different direction. Uh, Eagles with hurt. Uh, it seems like they're satisfied there, but then again, maybe he's not the piece that, that, get some into a franchise quarterback type of situation. And then the Packers, of course, with Aaron Rodgers. What do you think? Well, I think the Dolphins are probably more as a set team um, for the, at least going into this next year, because one of the reasons for the, um, for firing Flores um, was that he wasn't sold on to it and he wanted to make a change there and ownership and the front office was, they're like, no, he's our guy, at least for now. Um, and so that was, was a thing. I think he's safe. Um, the other ones. Yeah. I mean, even if Aaron Rodgers sticks around for another year with the Packers, like he said, he's like, he'll make his decision and then, uh, let them know (laughs) we're going to put this off for another year and we're going to do it again. Um, and it it comes down to this becomes a Brett Favre situation for them. They will need and want to, um, at some point, not have to deal with this year in and year out because it hurts. And when they do have a quarterback that they drafted high in love, we don't really know exactly what they've got there. I'm not enamored with them, but they might be. And then now would be the time to move on from Aaron Rodgers, um, mm-hmm. regardless of what Aaron Rodgers wants to do, because he's got value. And yeah. the Packers could pick up a tremendous amount of value, keep their team relevant for a long time past Aaron Rodgers if they were so so choose to move on. So. True, but you got to get a quarterback then, and that's that's right. That's, that's the hard part. You can't. That's the hard you, part. They've gone from Favre to Rogers to what? Who's the next one? And I don't think you move on from Rogers unless Rogers says yes. I I want I want to move on um, until you have a path to get that. Now, if it's not Jordan Love, then you don't have a path. And I think they they would keep him. Um, Maybe it is Jordan Love. I've heard talk that they're they're considering trading 
Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. Uh, this I just saw that. I just saw that the other day. Um, and so if they can, basically, if they can trade him, if they can get a pick for him, mm-hmm. it also tells Rodgers, hey, we're committed to you long term. Um, so don't think that this is a one a year to year thing. Um, and so maybe they can work out something. It, it and, just and seems like a, you know, that, that whole Jordan love thing was a, you know, a, a thing that was just too cute at the time by their GM to, to bring in a player that kind of made everything just not work, um, mm-hmm. on, on the player relationship side of the equation. And, um, I, I get you bring a quarterback in to be competitive and, and to give you a viable backup and possibly a, a, a player that could have value that you could build value with over time to be a, a chess piece. But that was, that turned out not good. So how well, about it's, it's, it's not that different from Jimmy Garoppolo to the Patriots when they drafted him and, you know, that became a thing. And eventually, you know, Tom Brady went to Robert Kraft and said, uh, uh-uh, this, we're not doing this. And, and, basically forced the hand for Garoppolo to get traded. Uh, but and in the end, it kind of soured that relationship between uh, Brady and Belichick and, and ultimately, you know, Brady left. And so uh, it's a similar situation there. You've got to be careful when you draft a quarterback in the first or second round, when you've got an established, you know, veteran who is a very good player. Now a middling player, um, you know, do what you got to do, but uh, a superstar, man, be careful with that because they have a lot more power in the NFL than any other position. It is. It's crazy. It is. So future team needs, I, I kind of put this together thinking um, Vikings, Falcons, Seahawks, Seahawks were borderline for me. There's just a lot of chatter out there about the Seahawks and Russell Wilson all the time. And so that's really the only reason why I put it in there is there's a possibility that mm-hmm. Russell Wilson could move, but probability, I don't see it. Vikings, Falcons, um, Cousins, we're never, we've never been enamored, you and I, with yeah. Kirk Cousins. I don't think the Vikings are either, and that's why he's on this list. And then the Falcons, Matt Ryan's just getting older. Yeah. Um, I think that the the Vikings, um, you listen to the new coaching staff when they come in, they were committal towards Cousins, but also not it was weird i got um, it though right but it's but, it's kind of like kirk cousins himself <laughs> it's that it fits it's like he's yeah. kind of he's like um oatmeal yeah i can get <laughs> i can get by on oatmeal but do i really want to um mm-hmm. okay so and then the immediate need need teams um and this is a, a pretty decent list and this and most of these teams are is accurate buccaneers brady left browns we just don't know. Uh, Texans, Broncos, Giants. I put the Browns in the into the question mark group because they have Baker Mayfield. Well, he they a, do. He he was good. But two I, years from what ago. I understand, they're done. So that's why I put them here. Okay. Um, Washington um, Commanders. I put football team. Uh, <laughs> Lions, Steelers, Panthers, Saints. To me, all these now obviously the Lions. They have Jared Goff for another season, but I they're, that's they're, an immediate need. That's an immediate need. Steelers, yeah. obviously Panthers, uh, Saints, obviously uh, Texans, you mm-hmm. know, that. So there are, so let's go ahead and look at, at the supply and demand market. Okay. So who's available? So 
I put down three different markets, basically a trade market, a free agent market, and the draft class. I thought I'd go, go through these trade market, Tyler Huntley, Baker Mayfield. I think that they've decided to move on. That's why I included Baker Mayfield in this list. Um, he might not be extremely desirable, but a, a, a team that misses out on a bigger name may fall back on something like that. Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson, who knows what's going to happen there on the legal front. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz, I put. Yeah. Um, so, so Tyler Tyler Huntley is going to be probably the most attractive name on that list that actually gets moved um, simply because he's young, he's athletic, and comes with a cheap contract. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I have a hard time seeing him move. Russell Wilson, I know there's a lot of chatter because it's fun, um, but the team has no desire to move on from him. Wilson's and he's expressed to, no desire. Yeah, and Wilson's going to have to come in and basically force his way out. And the team will honor it if he says he really wants out. But the, all that, uh, he doesn't seem to be doing that. So I think we could almost take his name off the list. Um, Deshaun Watson is the guy that... Is a wild card. He's a wild. He, will he get traded? I believe he will. But the question is, what is another team going to be willing to give up, knowing that he's probably going to be suspended um, for a chunk? If it, it and have the it public relations nightmare yeah. that the Texans live with now, mm-hmm. that would they would invite that into their franchise? I yeah. just I don't know. I mean, and the fan base reacting to that sort of stuff—it's a different world now than it was. Yeah four or five years ago with this kind of stuff. And we're talking about domestic violence yep. and, and that sort of thing, sexual assault, et cetera. Um, all right. And then the free agent market. So let's, let's talk about players that are available, available without having to access uh, the trade market. Marcus Mariota, Teddy Bridgewater, Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, Mitch Trubisky. There's a, that's just kind of the, the medium market. That is the high end market for free agents, but it's, it's really lukewarm. And then after those guys, you've got a whole host of um, second tier, third tier, fourth tier guys that are marginal backup quarterbacks okay, in the NFL. The guys, you li- the guys you listed are already second tier. So you're talking Absolutely. third, fourth, and fifth. My because none, none of them is, is a starter. None of them is, none of them is, is an NFL This starter. is bleak as you know what. And then the draft class, Kenny Pickett, uh, Matt Corral, uh, Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter, Carson Strong, Sam Howell, Bailey Zapp. Yeah. And then there's group. then there's, you know, four or five guys that are back end of the roster guys you could talk about. But so yeah. what I'm what I'm saying is the supply and demand is horrible on the on the on the supply it side. Is. And the demand side is how you got 10 teams that we identified that you are going to have an immediate need for quarterback. 10 teams, you're likely maybe to have one or two of those trade quarterbacks available. And then you've got a bunch of marginal starters at best, back end of the league type starters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got a draft class where none of those guys are ready to come in and start right away. So you've literally got no available starters with 10 teams that need starters. Well, this is a problem with the NFL uh, just in general is that there are not 32 humans on this planet capable of playing starting quarterback uh, at an NFL level. Um, there just isn't. There, there's, there will always be more teams than franchise players. And that's how we you end up with guys uh, 
like you put the Titans as a set team with Ryan Tannehill. Is Ryan Tannehill an elite quarterback? No, but they're they're like you know what we have what we are going to get and we're okay with that. Um, and so and they're going to roll with that. Uh, there's been talk about you know do the Cowboys move on from Des Bryant? And they're like sure, but only if they could get a Russell Wilson in return. Not Des Bryant. Um, not just, God, why do I always do that? Uh, <laughs> Dak Prescott. I've yes. done that so many times. Um, it's just, you know, the, the three-letter D names. Um, but Dak Prescott. And, uh, you know, but they're like, only if we get like a Russell Wilson return. And like, then they're not going to move on. Because there's no, there's just not, there, there's not enough players. And you can't win without a quarterback. And that's the, and that's the Kirk Cousins conundrum. Yeah. In, in a nutshell, essentially with Minnesota, it's like, what, what are we going to do? Yeah. So unless you're, unless you're in a, in a situation where you are willing to rebuild and you're willing to jettison enough talent to tank for a year and get a high draft pick and take your shot at, at getting one in the draft. And if you did that this last year, then you're stuck with, you know, Kenny Pickett as the best available. And he would yes. have been this, he would have been the number six quarterback on the board a year ago. And now, a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost one-third of the country. If Sportsbook isn't in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at a million-dollar top prize with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code TPPN and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 21 and over minimum age and location requirements may vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void were prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So uh, there's some desperate teams. There's some desperate teams that have lived without a quarterback for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the Broncos, mm-hmm. Washington come to mind, and, and you can throw the Lions in there. Um, yeah. as teams that have have experienced the the dry spell of lacking a quarterback for a while now and are desperate their gm's jobs are on the line coaching staff's jobs are on the line what are these teams going to do it seems to me that these teams will likely go and get a soft uh answer in free agency with one of those marginal quarterbacks as a fallback option mm-hmm. and then try their hand at the draft and just get one of these guys in and hope they hit see when you say desperate that's not the list of teams that i would have included i mean the broncos are one of them um simply because well they're there but i would have included the colts and the steelers as desperate teams not just because because, they have rosters that are ready to go yes and maybe even the saints because they have rosters that are ready to win you could add the buccaneers to that list Absolutely. And so you have these teams that are like, what do we need to do to win now? Because we have the rest of the roster. We just need the quarterback. Um, and so what you'll end up seeing is you'll, you'll end up seeing a, a guy like Teddy Bridgewater 
move from one situation to another that's similar because that team can't get a quarterback. Jameis Winston will move from the Saints to another team, maybe the Broncos, um, because they weren't they ended up not in a position to get a quarterback. Uh, and so you'll you'll see some of those move around, but those aren't those aren't you know. Those and you'll see those question mark teams like the Dolphins, Raiders, Eagles, Packers stay with what they've got. Yeah. And then, um, and then somebody like this. So let me ask you this on the trade market. So now that we've painted this bleakest possible picture for quarterbacks available and teams that are desperate or want to advance because they're one player away and it happens to be a quarterback, what could a trade market look like for a guy like Russell Wilson? I'm just throwing Russell Wilson out there because we're familiar with Russell Wilson and that mm-hmm. market and... um what sort of desperation level as far as compensation would a team have to throw at the Seattle Seahawks for the Seattle Seahawks to consider a deal? Well, look at what happened last year with the Bears. The Bears offered three um, first-round picks, I believe a second, a third, and two defensive starters, and Seattle said no without much consideration. Would that equation change this year? Why? Exactly. Well... A, there's one year left. There one year less, you know, uh, contract-wise for the Seahawks to absorb. With quarterbacks, it's it's so not because you have. Um, you could argue though that the Seahawks are in a worse spot this year because of the quarterback market. It's just dry. They could have at least gotten a draft pick out of it last year. True, but at, you're also looking at it um, because the quarterback market is dry that the price is going to go up. And that if someone was willing to give up that much, are we talking about four first round picks, Keith, or just four, more players, or or five more, more depth I uh, I picks? I don't know if you can make a package. Sign- the package the Bears offered Seattle for Russell Wilson would have been the largest package of of um, trade compensation in the history of the NFL. And well, what about the Ricky Williams Saints deal? Yeah, but that's that was a whole that was a draft. Like, oh, in terms of number of picks, but there was, you know, a fifth, a sixth, a seventh. Now, this was all, um, you know, three first round picks, a second and a third, you know, and the defensive starters. And so it it just, you look at that and why did Seattle balk at it? Because they didn't see a path to a quarterback. Yes, the Bears ended up getting one um, in fields and maybe the Seahawks would have been, should have uh, thought about, hey, this is how you build a championship team is you get to a quarterback on a rookie deal and all that, all that draft capital and whatnot. But um, you don't win without a quarterback and they had one. So they didn't, they didn't even, they didn't even uh, really consider it. And so what would it take to get Russell Wilson from Seattle now? So So what would, what would, what would, let's just say, can I I give you a a scenario that the CX might take? Sure. Yes. And you'd have to go to one of the teams that's in your set list um, and say, this was a Boomer Esiason uh, proposal. And that is you trade Dak Prescott and a couple of first round picks to Seattle for Russell Wilson. Um, And there are going to be Cowboys fans. They're going to be like, wait, what? We're going to trade our guy for their guy and give up picks. But uh, if you view Dak as a guy that, isn't going to win you the Super Bowl and you know that Russell Wilson is an elite player, you know, maybe you, you take that upgrade and Seattle would go be like, sure, we could do that because it gives us 
a franchise quarterback in return, even if it is a slightly lesser franchise quarterback, he's still a franchise quarterback and we get the picks. Uh, that's like, that, but what does that do to the market? That doesn't change the market at all. Cause that's one team with uh, a quarterback trading with another team with a quarterback. They're just trading quarterbacks. It's still, would you do, all of would the you do a marginal situation like Tua or hurt in that same scenario, only maybe out another draft pick. So, you know, it, and that would depend on, on a team's, um, you know, how they view Tua or Hurt or Carr um, would be another one. Because, I mean, like Tua would would, would be a, an interesting one because they've got, you know, draft picks and they've got him and, and all of that. And so to give up, if they're ready to give up on Tua and they go, hey, you know, we'll give you this guy who might be a franchise quarterback in a year. Um, and all these picks, and you might be able to entice a team, uh, especially a team like the Packers, because they're looking at a spot where if Rodgers leaves, they might be rebuilding. And so then you know, like Devontae Adams goes and they trade away some some of their defensive talent and they start, they're kind of starting over, and you're giving them that young, cheap, uh, very talented player at a at a tough position. Um, that might be what the Packers need in order to make that trade um, Carr being another one, because he is a guy who's won a lot and has put up tremendous stats and hasn't always had a great team around. Him. And so, you know, th- th- he's a guy, that, but again, these are teams that are question marks or a set team that's deciding to make a trade. Is there um, any one of the immediate need teams on the list that would pull off a trade like like that that would give enough compensation for seattle to consider it for seattle oh man i don't think so um because i'm just looking at the list i'm like who who's available obviously um, you'd have to have a, either a three-team deal or seattle would have to tank for a year because there's no quarterback coming back from any yeah. of these teams and so you'd have to you'd have to either get enough trade compensation and seattle would have to be at least comfortable enough to making it through a season with Tyler Huntley or Baker Mayfield or one of those guys, mm-hmm. uh, Marcus Mariota, you know, somebody to placehold and then, or go up in the draft and, and get your Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis or something or Matt Corral or something like that, just to, they, that, as a placeholder. Yeah. They would have to do that. I don't know if the, if the, if any team's going to want to do that, these guys just aren't the talent that we saw a year ago. Um, the one, the one thing that you might see is, like I said, it, it depends on how teams view Tua. Um, as far as the immediate knee teams, it might be depending on how the how a team views Daniel Jones, because he's a guy in mm-hmm. um, New York who has had games where he looks like a franchise quarterback, and then he has other games where he looks, you know, like Geno Smith or Marcus Mariota, and and just doesn't. And so I think that you have. You have a guy there that is young, has been on a bad team without a lot of talent around him, and you might have a team that goes, you know what? Let's we can we can see what we've got in him, much like and Carolina you've got two draft did picks in the top ten. Yeah, and so if you can go get those two draft picks, bring in a guy like him, see what happens, um, and then the thing is, if he doesn't work out, if he ends up being the bad version of him, then you're not going to win a lot of games with him. 
and you're in position to draft a quarterback next year when the quarterback class is going to be six and you would assumably have another first round draft pick to do that with plus your own you could move around a little bit to Mm -hmm. do that yeah so so yeah if you could get um you know uh jones both of those top 10 picks from the giants and a first round pick in the following year uh for a guy like russell wilson see now you're looking at, at something that might be possible to take um and, and pry a player like that away from seattle but is it really worth it if you're that team i know that you can't win without a quarterback but think about what you're giving up as far as your ability to create a roster and there's no guarantees even top 10 picks wash and um so that would yeah. not be a guarantee at all for seattle it would just yeah. be it would be we're, a wipe, we're wiping out some some cap space and yep. we're we're literally rolling the franchise and if you were if you were going to be a team that's going to make a trade and give up everything um for a quarterback are the giants in a position to do that and win and i don't think they are now if tampa was trying to figure out how to do it and they were willing to give up just everything to go get a quarterback that would make more sense to me because they've got a roster that's ready to win they just need the signal caller whereas yeah. the giants are going to give up all of that all would you, those resources would you, and they don't have a roster ready to win right now how about the browns uh, yeah but what, where you take uh which what do they back? have what do they have to i mean yeah you'd have to take baker mayfield he'd be your placeholder for a year yes. um while you wait but what else do they have like i don't know i mean they've they got a hell of, they've got great they've got garrett so how about garrett May, mayfield their first second this year first second next year something like that you're gonna give up a guy like miles garrett well if you're desperate to win and you're desperate if, to have your quarterback of the future forever you if might you give up a, a pass rusher yeah if maybe. you give if you give up miles garrett who's your best defensive player are you ready to win still yeah but that's only one guy you know we know that the quarterback position is instrumental in getting your team to the super bowl if miles garrett was to go out you know not wishing injury on anybody if he had an acl first game missed the entire season their season wouldn't be over if they had russell wilson yeah i mean um honestly i think that trading for aaron Rodgers if he becomes available will be cheaper um if you want a guy that maybe is uh again probably more it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna hurt a lot less to acquire um Derek Carr comes to mind as a guy that you could probably get for a lot less Russell Wilson's going to be expensive and I think absolutely and just you look at the fact that what the Bears offered last year and the Seahawks said no that means you're gonna have to go above that I know and which is gonna be awfully tempting for the Seahawks it is but, but man they're in a you know they had a down year last year and there's a lot of things you can attribute to that i i don't see any reason why they couldn't climb right back up um with with some key offseason uh additions the other and they team think that too the other team that is um that from all reports are going to be all in on getting well there's two there's the broncos and there's pittsburgh pittsburgh mm-hmm. has literally come out with videos mike silver writing a writing a a 
a, a report for the team. The team paid him to write a report that that literally named without naming Russell Wilson as being a, a target that mm-hmm. the team is going to need to to go after in order to be successful this year. Um, so they've really set themselves up to do whatever it takes compensation wise to get a guy. Well, and the, the, the Steelers have a roster that, that is ready to win. Exactly. Um, they, they do. And, and I don't know if, um, I don't know if most NFL fans recognize just how much they were held back by Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, yeah. um, because he's a name. He's a guy that's with multiple Super Bowls. And he's probably going to be, you know, a first ballot Hall of Famer and all of that. But he is not the player that he used to be. He was a statue that um, just didn't do anything. His yards per pass attempt was um, one of the worst in the league. Just he just really held that team back. Yeah. And and now they have they have Mason Rudolph. Oh yeah, like that's a good thing. Um, well, and they've said that, that, that he's was their guy. If they don't do anything else, that he's their guy. Yeah. You know, sure. so they're they're going to be in in win now. I mean, would you take a, a package from Pittsburgh that included like T.J. Watt, for example, or Juju Schuster? You know, they've got a few few players. They've got players that they could include. Najee um, Harris, running back. Um, Fitzpatrick, safety. Yeah, um, I mean, I there's say, some attractive pieces there's there. A, there's attractive players, but what do they have draft capital wise? Because that is. Um, ultimately you have to, you have to package things in a way that gets you younger, cheaper and stuff. If you're, if you're, um, trading away a superstar, uh, and yeah, well, no, they've got the, like the 10th pick in the draft or the, you know, something like that. Um, well, they made the playoffs, so I know it's not, um, they're down there a ways unless they had, unless there was a trade. I haven't looked at, at Pittsburgh as far as, a um, what their compensation would be like uh simply because i well yes i think they're going to go after someone i expect them to more go after a guy like Carr or kirk cousins um i think kirk cousins would actually be a a nice fit for them and really elevate the quality of that team uh without possibly costing them everything because you've got a new coaching staff there that's not as sold on you know building around kirk cousins Interesting. Well, I don't know what's going to happen. It's it's going to be a tremendous offseason. I mean, you know, shortly after the, um, you know, free agency starts, you start to see the trade market kind of bubble up because players are and, and come off the board quickly. Teams don't get who they were looking for. Um, you start to see a little bit, you, a little bit of desperation start to mm-hmm. creep in. And then the, the combine, maybe a, a quarterback rises or a couple fall, and then it starts to get really kind of crazy um, yeah. because teams are very desperate at that point. So we'll see. Yeah, I would say that um, <clears throat> kind of the deadline for all of this is uh, March 6th because that's the date that is the deadline for franchising players. Uh, and it's also, therefore, the date that Aaron Rodgers has agreed with the Packers that any decision he's going to make is going to be by that point. Uh, and that's so that way they can franchise Devonte Adams if they need to. And so that date's going to give us a, a sense of what's going to happen because if Aaron Rodgers says, I want out, 
then everyone's all in on Aaron Rodgers and everything heats up really quickly. I do think that he's the leader of this movement here. Yeah. If Aaron Rodgers, if Aaron Rodgers says, no, I'm in, then everyone instantly moves on to their next target, which, you know, the next best player will be Russell Wilson. And if the Seahawks say, don't bother, then where does it, where does the market go from there? Probably to Sean Watson. And and Jimmy Garoppolo, Tyler Huntley, Deshaun Watt, people are going to compromise their values. <laughs> I'm sorry to say it to to get Watson. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it could be one of those scenarios where teams yeah, are we just didn't, that desperate. We didn't talk about Jimmy Garoppolo and all of this because he wasn't on your list of uh, uh, and the trade sorry, market. I, I and, left him out. And he's a guy that um, he either he will get moved or uh, something went seriously wrong with the Trey Lance pick. Um, because they traded three first round picks to get him and you don't trade three first round picks for a quarterback and not play them. And that's what they did this last year because they were intent on, you know, trying to not lose a year while developing a quarterback. Um, cause they thought they had the rest of the roster ready to, yeah, that to was compete. a mistake, and they, I think. And they, and they, I mean, they made it to the NFC they, championship. Game, I, so I you, agree. I, you can't I agree, argue but that. Man, you can, you can argue the entire NFC slide back door into the Super Bowl was, you know, I mean, look at the, look at the way the Rams got in, you know, they lost a lot of games going down the stretch. They kind of backed into that thing. They faced the, you know, a, a marginalized, 49er team and then in the Super Bowl they they went up against a team that was probably a year away from really being ready. And um so yeah. Anyway, Garoppolo, that's another name I think people will overpay for now, you know. They'll be slinging yeah. first round pick to to 49ers for Jimmy Garoppolo. I would have thought it, but I know. I mean, uh think about the fact that um uh, Kirk Cousins got a fully guaranteed deal because he actually reached free agency. Um and wasn't part of any kind of trade or anything ahead of time. Um, teams are that desperate. And Jimmy Garoppolo is a lesser version of Kirk Cousins. And teams are going to be like, you know what? We can win with them. He got, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo got the 49ers to an Absolutely. NFC title game last year. They, he got Absolutely. him to a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Um, they're like, yeah, you can win with him. But they won with him because the 49ers have one of the best, top to bottom, one of the best rosters in the NFL. I mean, they are solid, just especially on the defensive side of the ball, just almost everywhere, except for maybe quarterback. That is a really good roster. Um, and the quarterback was a caretaker, not a playmaker. Um, and if you're selling yourself in on a guy because of those wins and not looking at the tape and what he does, you're going to give up a lot and then be yeah. disappointed. Yeah, definitely. Well, he's definitely not going to go win your game, so you better have a lead. Mm-hmm. Going into the, fourth, the last five minutes of the fourth quarter. But honestly, uh, the Steelers or the Buccaneers, are are they better off with him than what they've got now? Yeah, yeah. they are. I mean, they're, the, the Bucks aren't better off with him than Brady, but Brady's gone. And the gone. Colts, if, if Wentz moves on, you can add the Colts to that list. If he, I mean, you, even if he doesn't move on, you're better off. Because, I mean, you, you have, Wentz was not, good he has not been good now for a couple of years he was not good last year he was not good um his last year in philly it's been a while since we saw Carson Wentz play at a high level and i 
I don't know if he ever gets back to that level. Yeah, he's just uh, mentally, it's, it's a mental thing for him at this point, I think. I mean, you know, he, physically, he's been beat up. He gets beat up. I don't know what it is about him, but he takes a lot of punishment as a quarterback. Uh, but mentally, he's not the same guy. Yeah, he's just not. And I think that getting him back into Frank Reich's system and all of that, which is why, um, you know, going to Indy was supposed to be how he relaunched his career and reboot it. Um, but it didn't work. And it didn't work not because of Frank Reich and that system. It didn't work because of Carson Wentz. So um, I honestly think that they are looking to find something. They've got one year left. They might smile and nod and say the right things and, and keep him around because they've got a year left and they can't find anything else. Um, that's an upgrade. But he's going to be a guy that is their team is looking to replace. Okay. Let's wrap this thing up. Um, good show. A lot of information. Uh, I think we have a, a much better understanding of the entire market. It's It'll be interesting. This next couple months up up all the way through the draft is, is fascinating. It's always fascinating, but this year is really interesting to me just because of the lack of talent available and the demand is just going to be off the charts. It's going to create a lot of chatter. I think specifically around Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, it's just going to be nonstop until those two mm -hmm. things are resolved. And then I think yeah. the entire market kind of dominoes after that. So, And honestly, my prediction is both of those guys stay. I, I think that you're right because the alternative to both of those teams, not good. Yeah, Jordan Love and, yeah, you know, Marcus Marietta or whoever ends up in, <laughs> um, right. in Seattle. Yeah, I mean, right. come on. It, it, it is... Uh, it makes no sense for either of those teams to move on from, you know, franchise quarterbacks. Yeah, once you have a franchise quarterback, man, you do everything you can to hold yeah. on to that. You know, if the relationship isn't completely broken now, you could argue that it's it's teetering it for the Packers, but I think it's probably better than advertised. And then Russell Wilson and, and the Seahawks, I think, is is pretty darn good, all things considered. Um, and it, it, I, to, to me, it's overplayed in the in the market in 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 the media that whole scenario with russell wilson i think that he's there and i think that he'll be there for a while i he's mm -hmm. got two years remaining on his contract i don't see any indication why he wouldn't get paid again at with the seahawks and so we'll just see yeah i mean what you're going to probably see in seattle is a reworking of russell wilson's contract um i mean that that's a team that that does not like to do contracts early because they don't like the message that it sends, but they will quote unquote rework it for cap reasons um, in order to basically financially tie themselves to Wilson long-term. That so, and, and you know, you take a look at Pete Carroll's not getting any younger. He'll be 71 this year. They are in win now mode. They're mm -hmm. going to go all in on their defense this year. Free agency is coming up. They need a little extra money. There's question marks around Bobby Wagner. There's some money sitting there. They can rework a Bobby Wagner contract or trade or release Bobby Wagner to put more money into different uh, position groups there to make that team overall better. They've got a lot of money sitting there with Russell Wilson. Like you said, they could generate a lot more cap room. They're sitting pretty decent right now. Top 10 cap room wise right now before any moves. They could get up and really be big players in this free agent market um, to, to help put their team over the top if they do a rework on Russell Wilson's deal, free up, you know, 10 to $15 million of cap space. That's a 
that's a really nice premier player that they could bring in if they do that. Same with Bobby Wagner. That team could be in a position to to win with Russell Wilson at, at quarterback um, into the into the you know two three year window here, and I think that's what they'll likely try to do. Yeah, if you got a seventy one year old head coach, you're not rebuilding. Bingo. So, I think I think that, um, and that's what you would have to do if you traded Wilson because you're trading him for a boatload of picks and rebuilding around those picks. No, they're not going to do that. All right. Follow Keith on Twitter at Myers NFL. I'm at Alstead NFL. You can follow the show on Twitter. You can follow us on our uh, on our website and your favorite podcast platform and YouTube. We'd really love to grow the YouTube channel. So follow us there and share uh, with all your friends and other football fans. So until next time, we'll see you guys. Thanks for listening to the Pro Football Playbook Podcast. Follow Keith at Myers NFL. Bill is at Altstead NFL. The show is at PF underscore playbook. Listen and subscribe on your favorite podcast app or YouTube and at our website, profootballplaybook.co.